안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. Today is a very, very beautiful Sunday. I'm going to exciting to see soon our second generations. Uh, yesterday, I already checked and then the result came out as a negative. So I am so glad many our brothers and sisters pray for me. Thank you so much. Uh, today, I'd like to talk about, I will not leave you as orphans. So I think this content continuously from yesterday, I'd like to invite Heavenly Honey, please read. I need to speak in America. I then told my staff, won't that be difficult? They responded, please. Let's take at least a full day's rest before flying. But my mind was already in the West. Many people are waiting for me, I uttered without thinking. I cannot rest. I crossed the Pacific and stepped onto American soil. Speaking in the eight largest cities of the US, I announced that the era of woman was near and what it means for men, women, and God. On the first day, the people of Washington, D.C. thanked me deeply. They had thought of me only as the wife of Reverend Sum Young Moon from Korea, but now their perception changed. I was now Hak Shahan, who represents us and rep represents the aspirations and value of all women. I will never forget what happened when I spoke in the Philippines. The day before the event, I flew from Los Angeles to Manila. On the plane, I took a short nap during which I dreamed I was breastfeeding a baby. As I looked at the beautiful baby, I said to myself, I'm not of an age to give birth anymore. When I arrived in Manila, I discovered that it was a Catholic Holy Day, December 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. A woman walking on the street in downtown Manila happened to see a poster advertising my speech. The poster had me in a yellow Korean dress. Suddenly the thought, this is the person who will fulfill Mother Mary's mission, came into her mind. Then and there, she decided to attend my event. She was deeply moved by my speech, during which she arose and loudly exclaimed, the one who came to the Philippines on this holy day is truly our mother Mary. Cheers erupted throughout the convention center. The final venue on that tour was China's Great Hall of the People in Tiananmen Square. It was an event both very difficult and very rewarding. We expected that since China's open door policy was in place, everything would go smoothly, but that was not the case. From the outset, the Communist Party and the military had refused to grant a permit. When we explained that it wasn't a political rally, they said, we will check the script first. It cannot have anything in it about God. 
That took them a week. Their conclusion, we cannot, we cannot allow this kind of content. I strongly argued with them. They repeatedly gave their reasons to change my speech, but I didn't yield. I insisted that the message had nothing to do with politics and that its focus was on women. The matter stood at a tipping point. At that time, President Deng Xiaoping's son, Deng Pufang, was the chairman of the China Disabled Persons Federation, an organization consisting of 500,000 people. The day before the event, the young Mr. Deng invited me and other women's federation leaders to a reception held by his organization. It was a harmonious meeting where we encourage one another despite the differences in our systems and ideologies. Hearing of this pleasant experience that evening, the All China Women's Federation welcomed us to their gathering. We didn't know each other well, so it felt awkward at first, but soon all of us ladies became friends and had a good time singing happily together. Even though social receptions and official public events are two different things, with confidence based on our positive experiences with two national organizations related closely to the president, I stood my ground and gave the original speech. The audience in this communist country was surprised when they heard me say the name of God, not just once, but dozens of times. I was calm as I knew I should be in that circumstance. It was revolutionary to give such a speech in the great hall of the people. It was the revolutionary power of a woman. In such circumstances, I carried out that 1992 speaking tour in 113 locations around the world. When I departed Korea for the speaking tour, I had several outfits, a collection suitable for the variety of climates I would encounter. When I returned, all I had was the suit I was wearing. I always give away my clothes and I had been gone for most of the year. When my husband welcomed me, his first words were, you did a good job. Then glancing at my hands out of the blue, he asked, by the way, where's your wedding ring? I looked at my hand. Only then did I remember it was gone. I don't have the ring, I said. I must have given it to someone. To whom did you give it? He asked, incredulous. Ah, yes, I gave it to someone during the tour, I said, but I don't remember who it was. I gave it to someone either to keep as an heirloom or, if necessary, to sell for her family's well-being. Thank you, Heavenly Hani. Through mother said that she gave someone the wedding ring she had received at the time of holy wedding and had uh, even forgotten that she had given it, uh, give, given it away. The father always say that when true mother receives a gift, 
she always thinks about whom she will give the gift to make them happy. Mother said that she always thought that if she received a gift from someone, it would be a gift to someone else through herself. So mother did not consider any object, any gift to be her own. She simply thought she was a person who would do the, the mission of a medium who had to give someone to uh, someone the gift she had received from God. This is a really amazing our true mother's concept. Whenever she receives some gift from true father, from member, from anyone, whenever he receives the gift and she thinks this is not belong to me. My job is a job as an errand. I need to give, over, give away to somebody who really need this one. That's why whenever she receives any gift, any material, she thinks that this does not belong to me. My mission is just a mission of the errand. And how can I give away to somebody who really needs this gift? Wow, this kind of the mindset is really, I really admire and really amazing by Tromada. Therefore, when we receive a gift, any item from other people, we should think of it as, a, as an errand to give to those who need it. You know, my mission is just, just kind of the deliverer, just mediator to pass to somebody. Do not think this is my own. Do not think this, uh, this belongs to me forever. Do not think that way. That's why you always pass through, always try to give somebody. You know, you know just now uh, I had a breakout session with Kenji. He said, yesterday, help somebody. And she was, he was so happy. And then I told him that, wow, you got a such a great experience. Keeping itself already incredible joy and happiness. That's why I do not think any expectation, somebody give back to me, return to me. Keeping itself already incredible joy. And mother also, you know, mother already practiced that kind of the lifestyle, always giving to somebody. Whenever she decided to give somebody, and then already she's so happy. Very, very grateful. We should think of giving away any possessions that we, that we ourselves uh, now have to those who need it more. We shouldn't even think of our children as uh, our own. Think that God has temporarily entrusted me with his children and I have to raise them well as children of God. My brothers and sisters, this is a really important point about. Whenever I receive something, or when I possess something, even my own house, own my belonging, do not think this is my own possession, my own material, this is not own my belonging. 
This is God's belonging. This is God's possession. That's just only temporarily I am taking care of that. Even my children do not think they are, they are my own children. I just, just Heavenly Father temporarily interested me. That's why as a, as a nanny, I need to raise up them very well as God's sons and daughters. This kind of mindset I for me is I really liberate. You know, I really liberate from my own possession. Even my own house, even my own material, even my own children. This possession, this property belong to God. Then I really, I really liberate. I can feel so much free. After I overcome that one, I am so, I do not know how, how can I express. I am so much free. No more kind of the affection I need to have. I need to have my own house. I need to have own things. I need to have this and that. Even though I using it temporarily, but someone needed this one, I need to give away. How can I overcome my personal own possession? We need to think God has ownership. Heavenly parents have ownership. That's why always anything, any item of all things, even any of my own possession, never ever think this belongs to me. Before die, I completely want to offer to God or want to offer to, you know, others. If we have that kind of concept of the possession, what do you think? What do you think? How beautiful world, isn't it? To enter heaven, the world of heart, you must be completely liberation from your possessions. Everything should be considered God's property. In our lives, we come empty-handed and go empty-handed. So don't think you own anything. Think that the things I own now are heavenly fathers, heavenly parents. Wow, I really learned from our true mother, true father, from our principle. If we really have this kind of concept of the, our own position, I am telling you, our, we, we really can have a heart of the liberation. Okay, continue. My husband made the natural comment. It's fine you gave it away, but you don't remember who you gave it to. We really don't focus so much on personal possessions. And that is how we've always been. My husband and I could not have a honeymoon. I didn't mind, but he had always felt remorseful. When we visited the Netherlands during a speaking tour, it must have been 1969. After much thought, he bought me a small diamond ring with some money he had saved. That was the meaning of that ring, but now, I had given it to someone and had even forgotten that I had done so. Those who give what they have, give their heart 
and even their life and do not cling to the memory are the ones whom God visits. That 1992 global speaking tour was by no means a vacation. It covered 113 cities, 24 time zones, venue upon venue, check-in upon check-in, crowd upon crowd, schedule upon schedule, pressure upon pressure. I was speaking on the value and mission of woman, the way to peace in the family and world, and the love of heavenly parent. This was to open the gates for the world's people who are stranded as lonely orphans, to welcome them into the loving, liberating embrace of true parents. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. True Mother said, I don't remember what precious gift of mine I gave to whom, and even forget that I had given. So when we give even little, little one, if we give something little, little bit to anyone, when we have that kind of habit, you know, giving is like my hobby, giving is my joy and happiness, always giving and giving. When we have that kind of the lifestyle, then what will be happen? Even you can give your life, not just only some material. If you have that kind of the beautiful mindset, when someone facing serious problem, then I am telling you, you can give even your precious life. Mother said, I give well, but immediately forget the fact that I gave. Don't you forget that they gave what they have, uh, have on their body, even give love and even give life and that kind of category people are really closest to heavenly parents. Today's father's word to not uh, regularly treat things filled with devotion. Heavenly honey, please uh, read. Do not recklessly treat things filled with devotion. This is an absolute when inheriting the foundation built up through devotion. Otherwise, it will not be passed down. Do you think the people who established the foundation while shedding blood will want to pass it down to someone or something of lesser value? Would you? That would be absurd. They would want to pass it down to a person who sees it as absolute. Such a person is a wise person. Reverend Moon from the Unification Movement is not a foolish person. I do not recklessly treat things people have poured their devotion into. People from the provinces have invested much devotion to make an offering. You people in this headquarter must not treat it carelessly. Objects that people have offered devotion for with tears are just as scary as poison. They are objects to be feared. If you carelessly tamper with such offerings, you will perish. 
Thank you. When you inherit the foundation built up through the devotion, you must treat it as absolute. Otherwise, it will not be passed down. That's why when you think about the, you know, God's tradition, true parent tradition, divine principle, absolute truth, relationship with the true parents, you need to treat it as absolute, no negotiation. If you treat it as a horizontal way, I am think, I'm, I'm telling you, you lose everything. Whenever you want to receive something, when to inherit something, then you need to treat that kind of a tradition, that kind of foundation. You need to treat it as absolute. Then automatically you can respect. Automatically your heart becomes very humble down. You can inherit it. You can, you can pass it down. Inheritance can only be passed down from my central figure or ancestor plus shed foundation to a place of a value greater than theirs. You know, as a parent, you want to give to uh, something to your children, your inheritance, you want to give to the something your children. Then give it to whom? Among your children. You know? Who is greater than me? Who can put Jongsong more than me? Who can work harder than me? You, you try to give that kind of things to your descendant. Therefore, in order to inherit, absolutely accept the tradition left by those who overview you, such a person is, your father say, very wise person. True parents say, do not recklessly treat things filled with devotion. People in headquarters should not carelessly treat offering sent with devotion from people from the provinces. So when I, I when I am here now in headquarters, sometimes members send send me some gift and card and some like food, you know, this and that I can, I receive very often from all of the states in America. That's why I really appreciate that. I am really thankful to, to you. That's why I really little bit hesitate to eat something. That's why I try to share with the other brothers and sisters and whenever I receive anything from members of Chongsong, I really sometimes I a little bit hesitate, you know. You know, someone write this letter, spend his time and prepare this gift or item or some food to send to me, think a lot and treat, treat me as the representative of God, representative of the true parents, then when I accept, just only simply someone sent to me and take it very lightly, then that is the problem. 
Father said, objects that people have offered the devotion jongsong for with the tears are just as scary as poison. If you treat it, treat it recklessly, Father said, you will perish. You know, to receive an inheritance, you must treat the subject partner as absolute. I want to transfer the will to someone who absolutely values it more than I do. My brothers and sisters, if I provoke someone who offers more devotion than me, I will perish. Father saying, if I recklessly treat someone who offers more devotion than me, Father said, it is really fearful. My brothers and sisters, that's why our hearts always need to put in Jongsong, also need to recognize members of Jongsong as well. But once you offer your Jongsong to your central figure, need to forget it. Need to forget it. Oh, please, my central figure, remember me. You know, I am the one who sent this offering to you. Please remember me. Remember me. That is not so good as well. Once you offer to heaven, once you offer to central figure, you need to think that I offer to heavenly parents and true parents, then forget it. And then how can I more offer? Need to focus on how can I more offer more better than before? If we have this kind of beautiful mindset, anyone receive and only anyone give, if we have that kind of concept as each other, how much a beautiful world will be? Okay, continue. The beginning of a new revolution in history. You must become a person who sees the sadness of this world and feel it as your own sadness. See the pain of this world and feel it as your own pain. See the misery of this world and feel it as your own misery. You must feel it not as theirs, but your own. Not as this country's hardships, but your own hardship. And when the heart of taking it all on for their behalf has penetrated your daily life, a new history and a new revolution will be born from that point through you as an individual. You need to understand this will become the wellspring to revolutionize society and create a new nation. Thank you. This is a really beautiful word and beautiful guidance given by our true father. Why is my partner's pain not felt as my own pain? What's the reason? The first reason is because self-centeredness is very, very strong. Secondly, because there is no experience of living for the sake of others. One, those who live for the sake of others, they know what the taste of the living for the sake of others. 
can feel incredible joy and happy. And third, it is because there is no experience of the world of God's heart. You know, that's why you know, I cannot feel someone's pain as my own pain. First one is because of self-centeredness. Secondly, no experience living for the sake of others. Third is what? No experience of the world of God's heart. If you keep living for the sake of other person, you will see the other person. Very important. <clears throat> if you're truly living for the country, you will see the country. If you truly live, live for the sake of the world and mankind, you will see the world and mankind. You must see everything with the heart of the parents like God. When you truly, truly, truly love your spouse, and then you can see your spouse, problem, situation, everything. Even though we are living together with our spouse 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, but many people say, I still do not know my wife. I still do not know my husband. That means what? I did not truly love my spouse. I do not know what's going on with my children. That means you didn't truly love your children. Father said, if you truly love someone, you can see him. When you truly love your country, you can see your country. If you truly live for the sake of the world, you can truly can see the world and mankind. Wow. Through loving heart, you can see everything. You can feel everything. What would, what would happen if we enter the wall of heart? What will, what will happen if human beings truly sympathize with God's sorrowful heart? And what phenomenon will happen if you experience heaven as a real wall of the heart? When you enter the wall of heart, you can feel the heart of the filial piety from position of God. One of the my uh, the, one of the my main motivation to carry on morning devotion every day. One of the main reason through Father's work, through true parents' guidance. Of course, we need to inherit true parents' tradition of the fundo. But what is the purpose of the morning devotion? One of the main reasons for me to carry on morning devotion is how entire unification membership and uh, 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 how can we enter the realm of God's heart? Not just only formation stage, not just only growth stage, beyond top of the growth stage. And everybody enter the war of God's heart, the realm of God's heart, and they reach different dimension, different world. Wow, this is really kingdom of heaven. Because we are still under the top of the cross stage, someone formation stage, someone at the cross stages, 
and fighting each other, all kind of the struggle, all kind of fallen nature. Then when we when can we graduate top of the growth stage and enter the, the God's realms of his heart? My brothers and sisters, if we really can enter the realm of God's heart, then my partner's sorrow, my partner's pain, my partner's misery will be felt as my own. If you know heavenly parents' war of heart, you will take responsibility for everything on behalf of him. I must take responsibility for God. Tears come to my eyes as I feel that I have to take responsibility for his story, the war, and the future of the Unification Church. He is trying to save the entire human race. He is trying to save every single person. If we enter the war of God's heart, then already possessed by God's heart, then you have, automatically you have a heart of the parents. I want to save everybody. Nobody left in the hell. Automatically we can have the concept of the what? Total salvation. Parents cannot give up even one single person. Automatically we can reach to God's heart. That's why our mindset always total salvation, nobody missing. And treat everybody equally as God's sons and daughters. I want to touch individually, personal touch to everybody, personal touch to each item of all things, personal, touch, personal touching to each one of the any human being with the parental heart. When we enter the realm of God's heart, we reach already that kind of a different dimension. That is my wish, that is your wish, isn't it? Father said, on the, on, the, on the stage of life when I feel that I will err on behalf of my partner and God. From there, a new revolution, and a new history begin to take place through my individual. You treat your partner's heart, painful heart as my own. His suffering as my own suffering. His tears as my own tears. If we have that kind of heart, Father said, from there, a new revolution and a new history begin to take place through my individual. A new revolution and history begins when you hear the word and become the become mature and take responsibility on behalf of our heavenly parents. The will take responsibility for God and the world is the source of revolutionizing society and building a nation. Today's youth ministry is very short. The starting point for creating a parent and child relationship with God. Building a parent and child relationship with God begins by distinguishing whether 
I am living belong to God or living centered on myself. So treat myself as a, as as God's as God's belonging. If we try to initiate and try to think, try to practice, I belong to God. Treat myself as God's belonging. This is the this is the starting point for creating parent and child relationship with God. This is important point. Treat myself as God's belonging. Treat myself as God's. This is a starting point for creating a parent and child relationship with God. Treat my as my own self, then nothing deal with God. Just as there are people who live centered on themselves, even under their parents' shadows, and people who live together with their parents, even though they live away from them, it is also the same in in the life of having a relationship with God. Although Israelites were the chosen people, they didn't did not believe in Jesus, but there were some. Uh, uh, Gentiles who were one with God's heart, even though they are not chosen people, you know, you know. Then, but when they look at the Jesus, they already know Jesus' heart. That's why it does not matter what kind of category people. Even though you are chosen guy, even though you are chosen people, you are Korean man as a chosen guy, you are American guy. You know, as a, as an elder son nation, does not matter who is chosen guy who truly understand the God's heart, who truly understand someone's pain is my pain. That is the starting point for creating a parent and child relationship with God. With God. There are people who know God's will. Uh, rationally and understand his situation, but cannot live belonging to God. On the other hand, there are people who are close to God, despite not knowing his will, even though to not know God's will, even though to not know true parent, but as soon as they meet through father, through mother, they feel immediately their pain, painful heart, their situation. That's why my brothers and sisters now, different era, different time. Everybody, we need to treat them. Everybody, already chosen people. Every nation is a chosen nation. Not just only Korea, not just only Japan, not just only America. We need to treat each one of them. They belong to God. They belong to God's sons and daughters. Very important point here. The starting point for creating a parent-child relationship with God. I need to treat myself as God's own. I treat myself. I belong to God. My hand belong to him, belong to God. My head belong to God. My mental belong to God. All part of the, my body belong to God. 
my soul belong to God. When we treat my own self as a God's belonging, that is the starting point for creating a parent and child relationship with the heavenly parents. Thank you very much.